back to the podcast. We are in episode number 46, and I get to sit down with Patrick from Epic Loot Gaming, and he's a great friend, a content creator. Uh, I know he's been playing OSI for a while, and he's trying to make his mark, and, and I do think he has done uh, quite a great job, uh, at least in you know OSI land and UO as a whole, to kind of uh, expand its reach, you know, and, and kind of make people understand what OSI has to offer, you know, streams on, uh, on Twitch and all that, uh, really, uh, interesting stuff. I really enjoy, uh, our chat that we had. Um, so, you know, definitely, uh, enjoy this one. I wanted to also, um, kind of mention a few things. Uh, I've been a little late in, uh, posting this, um, and I wanted to, uh, just kind of share, uh, a comment that was posted just, just to give you guys an idea. Um, I want to preface this with, I am a one-man show. You know, I do this for, you know, not profit, obviously. I, <laughs> I mean, you know, this is a total passion project. Um, but kind of got this comment, and I'm just going to read it, and um, you guys can decide, you know, what you think. But um, I posted, you know, kind of that I was, you know, a little running a little late. Work's been uh, busy, and, and this was the comment. Um Get that effing, you know, shit edited, man. We ain't got no time to play around. Ain't nobody worked that damn much. I used to work 70 to 80 hour a week, go to the gym at 8 to 9 p.m., come home and do stock classes for people until midnight. Three, four years straight. We counting on you. Give your videos to Pwnstar Gaming. He will edit for you after. We got to keep this UO ball rolling. So, I just want to say, you guys decide, right? I mean, I, again... I'm not stopping the podcast. I am not. No plans on taking a break from it. But, man, life's going to happen. And, uh, you know, comments like that make me scratch my head. I, I enjoy the uh, enthusiasm. Uh, however, you know, I'm not really beholden to anyone. I'm, I'm doing stuff on my own. Uh, and that's just how it's going to be. You know, if you have to wait a little longer for an episode to release, Man, that's just how it's going to go. Uh, so, you know, just prepare yourselves accordingly. I have no plans on stopping this, but, you know, at times it's just going to have to wait. That's how it goes. So uh, just, you know, the, the last thing I'll touch on uh, that is it costs zero dollars to be kind. <laughs> right? Like, you know, I... Uh, just keep that in mind that, you know, I am a person and, you know, I'm doing the best I can. And I do believe I'll stand by this. The stuff that I have done on this podcast is, is you know, light years beyond what most people I think would do just because I'm, I'm trying to provide, you know, a community service here. So keep that in mind. And I do enjoy the feedback uh, that I do get, whether it's uh, interesting like that one good or bad <laughs> um I, I do and i love doing this uh, as well coming up uh i think for this year um we're gonna kind of figure out what other guests we can get on here um i, I really there's a couple of different ones uh that i'm really trying to get on but we're gonna see uh what happens this year um the article also came out uh that i was talking to uh john clark about we did that whole interview thing. The article is live. Uh, I did post it on my Twitter and some of the social medias. Uh, check that out in the MIT uh, Technology Magazine. Really cool stuff. Um, I think John Clark nailed it to a T. Um, it, it was a very cool read, and I think it exposed you to um, a ton of people that may not you know understand it or know about it. 
Um, so check that out. Uh, that's a gem. And I think we'll hold the uh, the test of time, I bet. And 20 years from now, we'll look back at that article and say, damn, that was cool. Um, so thank you to everyone involved uh, in that. Now, uh, I want to also say, too, um, in terms of uh, podcast support, uh, I do think I'm going to work on a Patreon page for the podcast, maybe if someone wants to throw uh, you know, some beer money my way, or maybe some tequila money. That might be a better uh, statement. I'm going to see if I can work on that. I don't have much time, but um, either way, man, these episodes are going to keep flowing. Uh, if you also, I want to say this. I've had some very interesting uh, DMs on Discord. If you have anyone that is interesting uh, at all that, that you think would be a fit on this podcast, please let me know. Um, I really uh, drive most of my referrals and who I talk to from people like you that either email me, Discord me, and say, hey, you know, I think you should talk to, you know, this guy or whatever, right? So um, please keep those coming because I, I really need uh, leads and, and people, you know, I mean, you guys have listened to the episodes, you know, just make sure that you think they'd be a fit, you know, to have a conversation. And I don't care what it is, if it's a PK, a thief, you know, or whoever, you know, it, that really doesn't matter. I, as long as the conversation flows and it seems to be interesting, I'm down for it. Um, so keep that in mind. Uh, thank you guys so much for your patience and uh, for continuing to listen to this podcast. It is much appreciated, and I will catch you all next time. All right, guys. I am sitting down with Patrick from Epic Loot Gaming. Uh, good evening to you, sir. Hey, how are we doing? Good. I'm glad I wrote that down because I would have forgotten, man. In the time. Yeah, the yeah, time. yeah. <laughs> that was that was a little bit of a stumble, but you did complete the step. Um, complete <laughs> sentences are important in the business, that's for sure. Um, but uh, how you doing, man? Everything going good? Going, going okay. Going okay for sure. We're not gonna we're not gonna fluff it up, but uh, yeah. things are definitely okay, and 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 that's what's important. <laughs> awesome. Well, no, I'm I'm really glad that uh, you know you gave me you know part of your time to sit down and, and talk some shop here. Um, we're gonna really just dive right in, and I need to know where your name, you know, the epic loot part. Where does that where did that come from? How'd that come about? Sure, sure. So um, I started playing D and D with some buddies several years ago. And I happened to fall in love with dice. And unfortunately, I fell so in love with dice that it became a little bit addicting. I had to own all the dice sets I could yeah. find. Um, with that, I decided it would just be better if I started importing and bringing my own dice in. And okay. I was like, oh, I'll just start a dice shop. That way I can sell dice, keep my own, you know, keep sets for myself. Right. And everybody's happy. By everybody, I mean my wife and my wallet. So... Uh, I started a dice shop. It was called, it's called epicloot.com. And okay. it's just a play on words, you know. Um, I'm, I'm a bard class character naturally when we play D&D. I always use a loot. So I was like, epic, purple, okay. loot. Yeah, okay, we're going to do this. And that's, that's where it kind of came from. So is, and I'm not, I'm, I'm familiar with like, you know, d and I never really got into it. However, dice I'm not as familiar with. Is that... And I'm probably gonna uh, very much so date myself, but is that was is that like pogs in a way where you collect different type of like you know I guess dice or something or what? Oh man, I remember the I remember the pog phase. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I was heavy into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're not talking like diamond plate slammers or anything. Okay. Here. Um, okay. Dice are more like an extension of you as a player. Um, it's like when you're creating like your streaming room or whatever. You have your RBG lights and your all your yeah. thingies and your dingles and dangles. 
dice are kind of the same because you dice people the dice on the market nowadays are just crazy different designs different styles different things in them um so there's just thousands of different styles out there and you can just express yourself with the dice you play with and it's 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 really really cool actually and and you need dice to play D D, correct Yes, you need at least one set of a seven-piece polyhedral dice set to be able to play Dungeons and Dragons or really any kind of uh, D20-based tabletop RPG. That's probably why I didn't play because I feel dumber. I have no idea what that means. But okay, yes, you need. <laughs> <laughs> you, you need to. Yeah, I get it. Okay, yeah. All right. Um, yeah, you know, you know, I'm, I, well, you know, I consider myself somewhat of a nerd, but yeah, I never really got into D and D, and I think. Um, I did get into like Magic the Gathering when I was in high oh. school a little bit. Um, Don't even get me started. Yeah, I understand that for sure. Like, and there was only a few of us that played, and you kind of played in secret because, like, you oh know, yeah, that kind of got you in like the really big nerd territory, right? So you had to kind of yeah. be covert. You weren't like at lunch at least. Well, I didn't have the cojones at lunchtime to be like, hey man, let's you know get out our decks and <laughs> start playing no. some magic, right? I think we were living parallel lives because yeah. uh, my friend Jason and I, literally cool kid jocks at school. After yeah. school, we'd run to his house to play GI Joes or or Magic the <laughs> Gathering or whatever, you know. Didn't tell us all about it, but right. we did it. Yeah. I get that. No, yeah. So I, I did a little bit of the magic phase. I like that, but I think when I found like UO, I just didn't really have. Like that was my expression was playing that game. Like I never thought of, I'm like, why would I play D and D when I can just live it out in the game? You know, if that exactly. Makes sense. Yep. Yep. Okay. And, and UO did, does have those qualities. Like, trust me, it's right. very much like D and D. So I guess walk us through, man. When did you first hear about uh, UO? All right. So I don't remember the exact way I found UO. Okay. Um, it was sometime into my school, high school career around 2000 2001 i have no clue what prompted me into playing or finding this game because as far back as i can remember i just played gran turismo on my playstation and 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 was in aol chat rooms that's all i cared about but something somehow i found this game which was in third dawn the expansion at the time that's right yeah so that's that's where i stumbled across it I, i bought it and I started playing. Uh, luckily, my family owned a computer with, you know, we had dial up and all that stuff Welcome back then. The computer but... setup, man. I love hearing about it. Oh, that. man. Okay. <laughs> so the monitor was about the size of a Chevy Suburban. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Anytime, anytime you push the button, which was to, to turn on the monitor, which was like the size of a tennis ball, it like right. clicked, bonk, clicked in. Obviously, I was using like Windows 98 still or something at the time. Yeah, yeah. And you, and you know what happens when you use dial-up. It plays the beautiful dial-up song of, you know, the internet people. And that yeah, well, was just a constant thing. Speaking of monitors, man, what the hell was DDoS mode, man? <laughs> like, what the dude? <laughs> I never understood. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, no. Anyway, okay, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's that's pretty much how it was. We had those, yeah. you know, the, the typical gray little speakers on each side of the monitor that I'd plug cans. my... Yeah, oh, yeah. My, yeah I'd, I'd plug my Walkman <laughs> headset into it and stuff so my family didn't have to hear me playing video games or whatever the case was, but, right. yeah. And, and we, you know, you had the OG mechanical keyboard, I assume, right? <laughs> of course, of course. Um, but shortly after that, I actually um, did save up enough money to get 
it was an HP something crazy, uh, some HP computer. Uh, okay. And I actually paid for my own cable internet because I, I wanted to have, you know, a little better setup. And, and yeah. yeah, I was, I was working as, you know, I was working all through high school. So I had income coming in and right. I wanted to do this. And so, yeah, my, my family got to benefit from a little bit of cable internet because I wanted to, uh, I wanted the game a little better. Okay. And so, man, I think, and I always get, I may get this wrong, but when that third Dawn came out, there was also a third Dawn client in the mix too. Um, it, Are you referring like, to the 3D client that came out before the actual 3D client? Or? Remember? Yeah, it's before Enhance that we have now. Yeah, like, so 3D it really client. Defunct. It didn't last. Yeah, so there's there was a reason for that, and it's because it looked like absolute dog booty. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. I remember I had a friend who who played it. I I, yeah. I didn't. I refused. Obviously, I, I I'm a 2D guy. Right. Um, but I had a friend who played 3D and. You know, we'd go over to his house to hang out or whatever, and he'd want to show us something cool on Ultima Online, and we would just scold him the whole time. Right. Like we would yeah. be like, "We don't care what you're showing us. This is why you're ruining your gameplay." And obviously, okay. they 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 felt the same way because they discontinued it. Right. Okay. So, um, and I got off track with the third dawn crap, but now, <laughs> now that you 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 install UO, you've heard about it, right? And I'm talking like the original computer stuff you had. What was your concept? Like you're logging in, man. What what did you want to do? What did you think you were going to do? Do you remember that? Yep. So I logged in and immediately the music uh, took me yeah. over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, what is this? This is, oh, you know, we're jamming. This was nice. Right. The music pulled me right in. Um, my first character, my first character ever made was on AOL Legends because I had AOL. AOL, internet. that's right. People, yeah, people so you get that, man. Yeah, yeah, you better watch out. If you didn't have AOL, you weren't part of the elite AOL Legends Club. Yeah. I was. Um, I don't remember his name to be exact. It was probably something goofy. I used to use weird oh, yeah. names, all right. kinds of weird names. But uh, he ran around AOL Legends, and I had no clue what I was doing. Never right. tapped the skill. Never finished anything. I just. <laughs> played like I was a human, you know, I was a jack of all trades type thing. And it was fun, but I never got into the full concept of Ultima Online and, and what an MMO really was until um, one of my really close friends told me he also played. Oh, and okay. then it all kind of opened up and I was like, whoa, this is how you do this. Okay. Right. Because then you want to know more about it. Now, did, um, you know, did you ever like want to do like crafting or PKing? What what did you kind of naturally fall into? <laughs> Exploration, one hundred percent. Um, I I did in my time do several. You know, I've I've done it all, obviously. Right. Um, I was a PK for a while. I I did crafting, all this kind of stuff. But in the very first early stages, I was literally just an explorer. And then I learned about animal taming and tamers and you know, got on, I think at the time it was UO Stratix maybe is where yeah, I right. found like information that really kind of helped me understand the game. And, uh, that was about the same time that my, my brother from another mother, Kyle, uh -huh. he, he also told me, he's like, just random conversation where I don't know, don't, don't ask me how this didn't, never came up. Obviously you didn't talk about nerd stuff with, with people right. back then, but not, yeah. random conversation, Kyle drops this bomb. He's like, yeah, I've been playing this game, Ultima Online. He's like, my friend from high school got me into it, and da 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 And I was like, shut your stupid mouth. Are you <laughs> yeah, kidding right. me right now? Uh, I was like, I also play this game. Um, 
so we he I don't remember what shard he played on, but we both migrated to either Pacific or Atlantic. Okay. But shortly after, we ended up on Atlantic, regardless. Okay. Um, and from there on out, I, we we played like an, an an MMO. We got several 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 of our friends playing. I'm talking probably about eight or nine of them. Wow. Um, the local GameStop in our town knew us as the UO players. Like it's just we kind of established funny, ourselves yeah. at that point. Yeah. So uh, there's a funny story that kind of plays into the GameStop thing. Um. When let's see here, Samurai Empire, I think it was the expansion that came out. With they Bushido introduced and all that, right? Yes, and Zento okay. and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, that's when they also introduced Soul Stones. Okay. Yeah. Well, this was like, I feel like, I feel like this was like 2004, 2005 is when this was. So this was also when uh, around the time like World of Warcraft was out. There were other, right, other games on the market. Yeah. yeah. So. The local GameStop was given this notepad of Soulstone codes because oh. everybody who pre-ordered they got themselves a Soulstone code. Well, only me and my group of friends pre-ordered, um, so they still had a full booklet of Soulstone codes. Wow! Kyle and I ended up with this booklet of Soulstone codes. <laughs> oh, <man>. um, <laughs> at the time, we you know we probably there's probably twenty or thirty codes on there. We didn't really know the value of them. We just right. knew they were super useful. So. We, we, we dispersed a few of them amongst our friends, used some for bartering and stuff like that, to, you know, for local players. But right. um, at that point, unfortunately, the game was kind of already starting its decline, at least locally. So we did so, benefit from it, but it, was, it is what it is. You fast forwarded a lot from the beginning mm-hmm. to there. So if you can, fill in the gap, because I think if my memory serves me, you, you started, was there Trammel then or no? When you started? Yes. So I did start with Trammel and Fell. Okay. So um, you, you st- I, man, I think you started probably when I did too, because I think I started when like T2A was big because there was already Trammel by then. But people were, it, it seemed like when I started, people were upset about Trammel and right. Care Bears was a big word being thrown around at the time. Yeah. I didn't, so, I didn't fully conceptual, like, I guess because I already, like, knew Trammel, I guess, existed, I, I didn't really understand or conceptualize what it would be like without it, right? Like, I just right. knew it was there. Um, and, and, you know, it's really weird. I never found anyone else. Like, the kid who introduced me to the game was at just, like, a local summer camp. I remember him bringing the CD. It was crazy. I still, I still have that damn CD he gave me way back. But, um I just remember him telling me about it and I never ran into, I got so sucked into this virtual world, man, that I just, I never, in real life, it never came about. Like I remember it would be like, go to school, I'd come home and man, I'm on, it was, it was dude, literally UO and Counter-Strike. Well, it was back then it was like 1.5, 1.6, that era. That's all I did. UO and Counter-Strike. Like that, that <sighs> summed up my high school days and man. I, I loved Counter-Strike Source. That was my, that was my go-to also. Man, I, I never played, I never, so when Source came out, I couldn't do it. I, I, I God, I think I was a boomer back then because I was like, man, I want, <laughs> I want my 1.6 and my old, you know, crap graph. Like now I will say anyone that's played before Source can definitely testify that, man, those hitboxes were so brutal back then to like hit someone in the head. It was, I mean, some of these pro players were so cracked, man. It was unbelievable. Like it's, 
I think, and what I mean by that today, it's way more forgiving, right? Yeah, global <laughs> global offense is a completely different game than what we yeah. either of the games we played. Yeah, for right. sure. Yeah, because like it's, it's way different. But okay, so we yeah we definitely started around the same time. Now, did you join any like guilds or anything like that, or what? I did. Um, I joined a guild once we got on it. Maybe it was Pacific. I, okay. I think it was Pacific where I joined my first guild. It was LLTS. Yeah, um, I know them. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they were, they were huge. They were, I mean, I'm sure they still are. They have their own community and everything, and that yeah. was the reason I joined them. Um, and I saw kind of what they had going on, and I thought it was really cool. And so I decided, uh, not only you know because I'm a control freak, but I also thought it would be cool to, to be able to, to run a guild. So I started my very first guild ever called Sick Inside. And uh, we used the abbreviation awesome. <laughs> S-I-K. We were edgy, you know. Yeah, we're sick oh, yeah. inside, bro. So that's, <laughs> you know, we had a group of about uh, 10 or 15 core players that were local, you know, to our town. And then right. you know, maybe another another 10 or 15 just random players who played with us. Did you play like in a, like a land setting at times or what? No. Nope. No, um, okay. I would, we would go, we would go hang out. I, <laughs> we'd go hang out at my buddy's house, Joey. Joey was, Joey was always like the the lone wolf who wouldn't leave the wolf pack. I love Joey, but he, when he joined games with us, he would never play on the same shard or whatever as us. So he played uh, on Baja, um, and at the time he was a god crafter. He hung out with this dude called Iron Man. They knew these glitches and bugs and blah blah blah. So, anyways, we'd go hang out at Joey's house in real life to watch him play, and he'd show us these things and and whatever and. Uh, yeah. That's that's uh that was that was kind of how that all went, but that was the closest I would say we ever got to playing and in the same room. I always ask this too. What I mean, what kind of communication platform were you using back then? Do you really need? Do you really need me to say it? <laughs> I thought you were going to say, "Oh, yeah, oh, yeah." yeah. <laughs> you know what I was using? ICQ, oh, yeah. man, ICQ all the way. Um, but yeah. that was really only for the non-locals i don't we really used guild chat for most of the communication at that time but i did have icq we did communicate with other uo players that way as well i know it's it, you know it, it's it's fascinating to me you know fast forward you know 2023 we're super smart we're very we're advanced civilization you know and i feel like oh easy it, it, you know, well i'm saying this on paper right you know okay 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 perhaps what the scholars will read and you know 100 years from now but um <laughs> like i i feel like my and and again I, you know i'm in my 30s so I, I don't feel like i'm i'm you know i don't feel like i'm one foot in the grave yet but the ability for me to like read information at a fast pace you know in today's day and age i sometimes struggle with it because you know back then you know icq basically it might as well have been damn like live email to be honest because you know <laughs> you would at the early inception right you had to wait till someone was online that was mm -hmm. you know the thing then they had it where you could deliver offline messages which was like next level Right. That was like, huge. That was yeah. huge. I annoyed yeah. so many people once that came out. Oh man, right. And it was like it it would but but even like have like saying all this, it was still very personalized cuz you were just messaging one person. I don't think they had group chat in ICQ that I can remember. Not that I, I recall at all yeah, actually. Yeah, I don't think they did either. So it was just you know one-on-one -on -one communication which was it was awesome and then 
God, you know, this is like an old guy campfire here. We're going to, you know, recall all this stuff. But I remember, too, being on the forums, man. I love the forums because it was like I could follow a damn cohesive thought. <laughs> and who's saying what when, you know? I was a lurker. I did not communicate. I was yeah. a huge lurker. Yeah. But, yes, I'm the forums were amazing. Yeah, but, like, you could click a post and you could follow the history and you could read it at, you know, you know, whenever it could have been five days after, but you still could read the history and, you know, and can I just say, yeah, Facebook, Facebook killed forums. I just want to say that. Why? Yeah. While we have everybody's attention here, Facebook killed forums. I would say the algorithms in general, right. I mean, just is destroyed it because there's no end (laughs) on any like platform. I get caught on Twitter where I'm just like, I'm, I'm like a scrolling zombie and I'm like, like, I think I've, you know, looped back to my original right. thing I read. I don't know, but it's right. like, you know, I don't know. It, it, but my point in saying all this is like, yeah, even on discord, man, it, if you're in a very active discord, it's super annoying. Cause it's just scrolling so fast and you're like, dude, I can't even keep up with it, It's crazy. It seems like it, it wastes more time. I guess they came out with a forum feature for discord now. Um, is that, that you threads? can actually, yeah. No, well, no, no. So, um, it's, it's, you can actually set up. So in my, I don't have any in mind right now, but okay. when you create a channel, it's called forum and you oh. just create a space. It says a space for organized discussions and it's literally just a little mini forum. Really? Yeah. Really cool. My, my community didn't take to it. So I, I got rid of them, but, um, I thought they were super cool being a, you know, a forum well, junkie myself. I mean, your Discord's very similar to mine, where, like, it's not so, you know, active. You, you can't read a damn, you know, you, you don't have to yeah, yeah, scroll yeah. for 10 minutes. Like, oh, what did he say 20 minutes ago that people are referencing now that I've known? And I'm like, dude, I don't have time. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's too much, you know, it's just too much. But, okay, in any case, we're using ICQ. Um, yep. You, you went through Atlantic, went through the Guild thing. Now, walk me through, when did you get on Sonoma and why? Okay. So, when all my friends quit playing, like, officially, officially, officially. Okay. And went went to World of Warcraft in, you know, anywhere between 05 to 07. Sure, um, right. before, before the second expansion came out and wow, all my friends were gone from Okay, Google. yeah. Um, so... I don't remember exactly when, but I also quit playing sometime around there. Didn't didn't pick up WoW though. I just I think that's when I was playing Counter Strike Source. Uh, at some point I was at some point transfer tokens came out or were already out, and 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 I happened to have a nostalgia blast, so I logged back into UO and I transferred to Origin because okay. I heard Origin was where you know it all started. So I was like, hey, I want to try this out. Met a really cool dude and his wife, and you know it was it was kind of a dead ish shard. Disappeared, you know. I don't know what happened to him, and I randomly picked a shard based on <laughs> based on who I used to do gift trading with. I don't know if you're familiar with how UO gifts used to work on retail, but every time a holiday or something cool would come out, a character would get a gift placed in their backpack. Oh, like if, an actual gift box. Right? Yeah, like, like a, a gift box, yeah, something yeah. cool. Okay. Yeah. If 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 you did, it was a random item, right? Yeah, it was it was it was 
it was essentially usually a token. And then, you know, you click the token and it'd give you one of the X amount of items available, blah, blah, blah. Gotcha. Well, there was a trading system that was set up in the Stratix forums where you could trade with people from other shards. So your main shard, you could end up with like 50 gifts trading all your alt character shards, you know? Oh, okay. I, I had a good trading relationship with this gal who played on Sonoma. She was really nice, always super kind to me. What was her name? Sonoma Lady. Oh. Yeah, that was her name on the forum. I've never actually found her since I've come to Sonoma, though. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. Several years ago, um, there was actually a time in between while I was still on Atlantic where um, Uh I, I became a red for a while. And I lived oh. on, I lived on Ice Island, you know, that played the beautiful yeah, song Stones. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had this neighbor. Didn't didn't really know this person, but like we had communicated from our steps a few times. And I only killed like bots and like easy kill stuff because I can't PvP. I'm terrible at it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, for some reason, this this person, this lady, and I developed this like really cool friendship just based on the fact that I never killed her. And we could talk from our stairs, like to right. each other. Yeah, from the house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, long story short, she buys me an account off of eBay, surprises me with it, and that is actually the account I played to this day. And I did I really? you know, take just a gnome and everywhere. But she wow. told me it was because I never killed her. And I was just always kind to her. So yeah. the the actual account that I play on Sonoma is not the account I originally started on. I don't even know oh. where that account is to this day. Wow. That's really yeah. interesting. Okay. So what that brings you to what, like 2008-ish when you start on Sonoma? Yeah, that's probably going to be about the time. And, and keep in mind, you know, at this time, the only reason I'm playing UO is for those, you know, nostalgia blasts, those... Those feelings where you're like, I wonder how UO is. And yeah. And so so I'm only logging in sporadically, you know, once a year, if that, just to check stuff out. I, I'm not keeping a house up, you know, everything's in my bank. And it's it's all log in, pay for a month of game time, and then I, I go back to other games. Um Right. Now UO I, is the is the girl from, you know, high school that you wonder like, man, I, I wonder, you know, <laughs> does she have ten kids now? <laughs> Whatever happened to her, you know. <laughs> Hold on one second. You cut out on me there. Oh, yeah. No, like she, you know, it's the girl you think about, like, man, I wonder what happened to her, you know, after high school. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You always like, you always want to know what they're doing, who they're dating, where they're working. And and, and is is their life as good as you remember it being? Because, uh, yeah, for sure. It's the whole Ruby goggles thing. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, everyone's life's got to be way better than yours, right? Like, that's... Mm-hmm. A- <laughs> <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> I know. Okay, so, because... Uh, and the, the reason I, I really asked that was because, yeah, I played Sonoma, I mean, <clears throat> my whole entire uh, existence on OSI was Sonoma. I, I mean, obviously, I had, you know, uh, characters on other shards or whatever BS I was doing, you know, but nothing... Nothing serious. It was always Sonoma, and I just I loved the shard because it was like it wasn't so big like Atlantic or these other ones where there's just millions of people, right? It was just big enough, but like not so big. We're like, and what I mean by that is, and I and I remember, man, to like to this day, like I I would go to Buck's Den and I had a thief 
that was a fencer too. And man, I would just, I, I knew everyone that would come through the gate. It was awesome. It was like, I don't know, man, it's hard to explain, you know? No, it's, I, I get exactly what you're saying. Like I, <laughs> the whole hustle and bustle of Atlantic was, was far too much for me. Um, right. Yeah. The chat, the chat was out of control. It was like, you know, it it was like, it was like a, it was like playing a match of Overwatch. It's just a bunch of 12 year olds, you know, using everything they can to throw at each other. Um, Did they have, and I don't remember, because I don't think I utilized it. I don't know if they had global chat when I played in UO. I know they do now, I think, but. Ooh, that would depend on how long you played, because I feel like that was around probably. I I was still playing with my friends at the time. I stopped at AOS is when I stopped playing Age of Shadows. Okay, okay. Is when I hung up the boots, but I don't remember. Now, again, man, but you got to remember, man, back then, man, we, I wasn't a power gamer. I didn't, I didn't know every single setting or, you know, every single book. Well, right. Like, so, hell, it could have well, been out. Well, keep in it. mind, though, that, that UO was putting expansions out almost every year at that point. So, right. I mean, you, you quit around 2002, 2003. Right, and that, and that so. was one of the bigger ones, and I remember – um, when AOS came out, the, the problem I faced was like, I just, I didn't want to relearn all the items, all like, it just, it totally changed the game for me. And it was like, God, even though I was so young, I was still so set in my ways that I couldn't even fathom like relearning. Well, now this, cause it, it basically made UO into Diablo is what I felt. Cause all the, right, right. It, it puts stats on items that yeah. weren't there. It used to just be right. titles. Like I need a fancy helmet. Now you're like, I need a leather helmet with plus seven, this and plus three, that yeah. like, it's not way too technical at that point. And you know, in hindsight, I really wonder like, you know, I, I just, I don't know if that was really the right call at that point because <laughs> you, know, you know that was the uh, last that was the last expansion origin actually made so yeah. uh i don't know if it was the right one because like I, I get it from on paper like okay we need to get players with new items like i, I understand the methodology behind it. i'm i'm not sitting here saying oh that was just a dumb decision and the devs suck no that's right, easy right. to say like I, I do agree okay they needed new stuff new things but i just felt like it was so radical it it was so far from what it was that i was like wow this is like you know so and i remember a whole bunch of people quit too was that when custom housing came out as well maybe because i never yeah yeah because and man i am yeah because because malice malice and luna malice and luna that that never existed when i played yeah 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 that's that's see i custom housing man that's they shouldn't have done that they shouldn't I mean, have done that. I'm I'm not okay, I'm not for or against it because I'm terrible at deco. I'm terrible at building like creatively speaking. I am right. terrible at it. So I didn't really have uh, you know, input either way. However, I, I I can appreciate that because some people are just like I mean, unbelievable with the creations. Yeah, oh some people wild. are great and then and then you have penis houses and things like that. So I mean <laughs> yeah, there's I like know. two really different big ends of the spectrum there. Yeah, I know. That well that's the the cost of freedom, right? <laughs> right, 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 right. Um I the only thing about the custom housing that really took it out for me was the fact that it 
went from all these really cool medieval style buildings that had this kind of set style yeah, right. to being able to kind of make stuff look like whatever you wanted to. And most people just went with 18 by 18s, which were the biggest you could get at the, the time. The big ones, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's what they went with. So you just had these big blocks of housing. That's all it was outside of Luna, like just chunks yeah. of houses everywhere. And it was just kind of gross and not not, not what I, not what I liked. It wasn't the vision that I well, I like yeah, it's like a modern day city that kind of turned into a dump where they used to be. Yeah, kind of nice, yeah. And it's just an eyesore because there's no, there's no, and I think that's one of the really bizarre design decisions behind these Luna and these other lands. Like they basically had no like city planning at all when they should have learned those lessons from, you know, the other places where they allowed housing, right? Like there was just yep. no zoning. It was just like, have at it, plop down, whatever the hell you want. And I'm like, oh, this is going to not end well. Now, um, I will say I, I do know custom housing, though, because when I, I played hybrid for a long time, hybrid actually had custom housing in there. So you could okay. Um, okay. customize it or whatever. But it wasn't – I, man, I, and <laughs> this is so bad because I never even did it. I don't know if it was like the same one-for-one. One. You know, like I've had all the options at OSI had, but there was, yeah, some custom stuff on there. Now – um, yeah, uh, speaking on, uh, Sonoma, were you at, like, what did you do on Sonoma now that you've come back from your nostalgia, you know, fix, what were your kind of goals? Um, place a castle. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 100%, which I did. Sonoma was very, very much so open. Um, so I originally had placed a keep at the brick crossroads in Trammel okay, and, yeah. I was like, wow, I, I literally just showed up here and here's this open keep spot. I was like, I'm going to place a castle. Yeah, and wow. I, I ended up with a castle, ended up placing a castle, uh, a, a second castle. I ended up buying my first castle on Sonoma for super cheap. I think it was like 20 mil at the time, which is wow. pennies, you know, compared to what it would be on Atlantic, several wow. hundred yeah. dollars in real life. Um, but the, the, the feel of placing a castle in this game after 20 plus years of playing or 15 years, whatever it was at the time. Right. Crazy, crazy. And that, I don't know why, like, but that gave me this sense of accomplishment where I was like, man, I have a castle. And then I hated the castles, hated them. Never wanted the castle again. Got rid of them too big. Right. It's a lot of upkeep, man. Like, right. A castle. Holy crap. Like that, that gets me nervous even thinking about that. Oh, yeah, but, you know, I, I love UO for the fact that you can just house hunt. I used to just spend hours house hunting. Yeah. Um, like on Sonoma, no, just open spots in general. Oh, just just, just for, open yeah, spots. Yeah. Okay, it, yeah. On Sonoma, I've actually placed two different houses inside of Luna, which is the big city square there. Um, and we have a small city inside of Zento, which, which in retail version, that's pretty, that's pretty hard to pull off. Right. Um, but on Sonoma, since it's, since it's, you know, not, not as populated or it's, it, it wasn't as populated at the time we were doing this. It's, it wasn't really anything to toot your horn about, but right, yeah, for yeah, someone yeah. who wasn't from that shard and was just like, wow, this is amazing. It was a huge accomplishment. It's a big deal. Yeah. 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 No, that, no, that's really cool because, I mean, I, man, I, there's this one lady, 
Gosh, and I, I tried looking her up in the Stratix forum. She was always at Buck, Buccaneer's Den on a mare as a, as a tamer. And gosh, I, I, think it was, I don't know if it was Storm, Lady something. And no one would ever kill her. She was like, I would almost say the ambassador of Buccaneer's Den, right? Where it's like totally lawless. Everyone's stealing, killing. She would just stand by the gate and there would be a couple other people and they would just chit chat. It was almost like Brit Bank, right? Hmm. Um, okay. It was just really cool. Like I remember some of those fond memories, but like only on Sonoma, right? That you could experience that because the other shards were so busy. There's no way, right? You could just right, right. Remember these same ten people that were on or, or whatever. Now, um, I want to ask like, you, shark. right? I want to ask you, what is your take on? And and this is really an overall question. It's not really back then or now. What do you sure. think about people selling, you know, items for real life cash? Oh, I hate it. Um, okay. and I, I have so, so there's, I'm going to split this up. First of all, I think that there's, there's two different kinds of sellers. There's the people who use the, what the VPN, like whatever's to buy right, for cheap, stuff from other yeah, countries cheaper. for cheap. Yeah. Like, I think that's cool. That's great. I've purchased, you know, game time and stuff from those people. Um, the people who sell the in-game items for money, I feel are. Okay, hold on. I'm going to be, dipl I'm going to, I'm going to say this wisely. I feel like they are not the best thing for the game and okay. that they definitely don't. They definitely don't help the game in general, but at the same time, UO is kind of a different game of older gamers with with money. So it's it's well, different. I'm gonna, you know? I'm gonna play the other side. Yeah. So why do you think it negatively affects the game? Um. Okay. So if you go to an EM event on any shard, regardless of the shard, regardless of shard population, okay. If it's a if it's a drop night, there are going to be so many people at that event and on the screen and in your way that you don't see the mob you don't really see where the like the mob is moving and obviously it's a limited drop so most home charters as i call them don't get the drop it's usually uh... people who are getting them with running you know multi accounts usually you know the five accounter gargoyles throwers right. you know those guys um, walk out with the item, and 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 the rest of us are just kind of left there, uh, sad. Um, I actually go to Atlantic and buy the Noma EM event items and bring them back to Sonoma. Like, so I just explain this for you know people that don't play OSI because you kind of lost me. So they're they're oh. doing this to farm the item to resell yes. it. Yes. So on retail, if your account is old enough, I forget the exact date. I actually have one of these accounts. You get, um, let me take a step back. Every year, your account ages, you get a gift. You get to choose okay. a gift, vet rewards. Yeah, 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 okay. After, after X amount of years, one of the vet rewards is a shard shield. What the shard okay. shield is, is say you play on Sonoma, you get a shard shield for Atlantic. Every month, it gives you a free transfer token. Oh, so, so you can you're gonna have to have a character. Yes. So most people, obviously, they get a shard shield for their home shard, a shard shield for Atlantic. That's the first two main ones you do. Right. All the rest of them you just get over time. So you use those shard shields to jump to EM events, go around, do different things, sell your stuff on Atlantic, and then what you do with it at that point, it's up to you. 
Um, most of us take it back to Sonoma, uh, but obviously the real-life money sellers stay on Atlantic and sell the items and then just bounce to the next EM event. Because, you know, okay, so your point is very fair in the fact that really the um, the devs should figure out a better way to do these drops to try to combat that kind of behavior, right? Either that or just deal with multi-boxing. Like, if it, if it was, I wouldn't care if 100 people were there if they were all on just a single account. Right, just but when there's person 10, waiting, yeah. Yeah, but if there's 10 people there and you're, there's like 50 players, you know, that's that's not okay. That's annoying. That's right. that's definitely not... Um, not it's fun. not fair to the other people. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But there's nothing, you know, but you want to support your EM. You want to support your event moderator. So you show up to these events, you do them, and, and you know, because they're volunteers on their own. So you want to, you want to, you want to give them their due respect and stuff like that. If, yeah, right. You know, you don't want to just ditch out on the event because you know that some multi boxer is going to get the stuff to sell for money. Yeah, because I was very surprised when I talked to Gary way back when he said he didn't care that people were selling stuff like on eBay. I found that very right. interesting. Um, right, and, and that's where that lady got my account that I play was off eBay right. as well. Yeah, which I don't think you can do anymore. No, I think they outlawed virtual items. Period. I thought. I, I, I bought. I don't know. I may, I if know. my wife is listening, I may or may not have bought Fortnite skins on eBay. Um, when Fortnite was big. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you absolutely could be right. I'm just saying I thought that was like what they tried to do, but I think people skirt around because I think I've bought like Windows keys off eBay for like 99 yeah. yep. cents or something stupid. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, no, that's an interesting take. I, I always like to ask that because it's kind of a curious question because some people are really... Uh, Websites, they make a living doing this stuff and that's... That's where it kind of becomes a problem. I mean, I it wouldn't mixed, be so bad if it was part-timers. I mean, I have mixed feelings, though, because, like, if there's truly a market of people willing to spend their money, it's like, well, then, you know, I don't know. The It's supply and demand, right? There's got to be Correct. so yes. much demand that – or they wouldn't do this. <laughs> right. And And as a casual player, it's – to me, as a casual player, I'm like, oh, boo-hoo, it's sad. But, like, obviously, to – anybody else who wants to throw money at this game or these people, they're just like, Oh, cool. I'm going to get the item either way, you know? And that's, and I think right. that's cool yeah. as well. Yeah. So okay. it gives them a chance to get it as well. But for me, I would rather personally, the items stay on the card they drop on and it, it just I feel feels like shouldn't be able better. to transfer at all. That item should, should not be able to be transferred. If it's a Sonoma right. item, it should stay there. That'd be my like, well, you know, Thing, you know, and like I said, I, I take, since Atlantic is the big selling hub for retail, I, I go, I travel to Atlantic. I have a, a vet account that allows me to, you know, start jump, get the items you want. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just go shop around and when someone, you know, sells them for low enough, I'll grab them and take them back to Sonoma and put them at our guild house. Okay. So I got that. Now, um, I know you're a content creator and I, and I know you stream, so when when did you kind of get involved in that whole scene? Okay. So, <laughs> as per usual, I miss the bus with everything. Yeah. So, after COVID, right as COVID, well, right as COVID was like trickling away, I missed the whole being a streamer COVID spike. I came in after that. Really? Um, 
Yes, yes. Wow, I didn't get I didn't in on the that. COVID train. Yeah, oh. yeah. I started in, you know, what year? Did you year, know people were streaming it, though, during COVID? No, I had no clue. The reason I started streaming UO because it was a you know low low barrier of entry, no competition. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I heard during co after I started streaming, I heard it had some really you know big content going on. There were streamers all the time on there, but yeah, um, when I started, it was all private charters. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I mean, there was guy. I think Waffles was the only guy that really did. Um, like OSI content, at least on Twitch. I don't know about you. Yeah. Um, Waffles was doing his, one of his million or hundred million gold challenges at that right. time on Atlantic. Um, shortly after I started, um, Ryan Raspberry and Lava Link Gaming, they showed up. Um, okay. But I don't, I don't know where they went, obviously. I think Lava Link still puts out YouTube videos, but um, Ryan was kind of doing the same style stuff I was, you know, streaming and posting highlights and content to YouTube. I don't know okay. where he went, but yeah, there wasn't, when I started, there wasn't a lot and there hasn't been a lot. So what, uh, so how long, I guess, how long have you done it then? Not really that long then, right? I mean, yeah. What year is this? 23, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, I can, I can tell you the exact date I started. Give me one second here. I'm just popping to my Twitch channel because I actually yeah. I put that on my nugget. So, what I have on there says, oh, of course, I don't know where it's at. I can put it on here. Yeah, no, it I'm was, it curious. was, it was, it was sometime in 2021 when I started because I, I yeah. hit affiliate shortly after that, and okay. I've been doing this for, I've been affiliate for about 15 months now. Okay, and and from what I know about you, you, you know, you have your own guild as well. On, on I, I do. Yeah. Okay. I started, I started the guild though, just as like a guild tag to wear, to show off my stream. That's, that's all it was. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, and, and I say this, you know, with a caveat, but unfortunately it, it got a little more serious and it, it, um, wasn't I wasn't prepared. <laughs> I was well, not prepared you're saying for it. UO has drama and politics and stuff got serious. <laughs> Something like I had never experienced before. I will tell you, man, as yeah. as someone who went from playing with his friends in the in the early two thousands or whatever to just kind of jumping around randomly, I had never experienced the in depth drama that comes with a twenty five year old MMO. <laughs> oh man, it's uh I really, in my head, wanted to like pen like an anonymous book on just my COVID experience with you know UO because it's <laughs> it's 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 wild, man. It, it was a wild time for sure because, um, and I know you came in a little bit at the end, but you were still you were still playing UO during COVID though, right? Oh, of course, yes. Okay. Um, I I I had played UO on and off, obviously, all throughout my life, but. Um, I had gotten into it again pretty hardcore right around COVID. That's why I started so, playing you up. Like what I can tell you, and, and uh, it's got to be true on, on all shards, free shard, OSI, whatever. It was like, you know, the world around us is kind of going like nuts, right? So we all kind of were like, okay, that's happening outside. Then in this virtual world, all of a sudden, it was almost, I don't know if you've ever watched like, Big Brother, any sort of reality TV. But what what happens in these shows is 
the emotions, things that happen are just like magnified, right? Like, you know, oh, this person kind of looked at me funny and it turns into this massive argument or something, right? Well, right, right. And then again, this is my personal opinion. In UO, it was like the same thing where, man, you were, everyone was pretty much home. We're playing UO like it's like it's literally 1997 is, is how we're playing this game. Like it's our job. So like clicks start forming, guilds start fighting with each other. People are scamming. It was literally <laughs> the Wild West and people were just losing their freaking minds because this was our life. Like I, I – dude, I remember during COVID, I mean peaking from sunup to sundown. Like, like that was oh, my job, wow. you know? Like, and it was just because of the action everyone was doing. Everyone was home. And then, like, you know, people start getting pissed. They're in this guild. They're, they're jumping guilds. It's just, it was such a crazy time. I was actually talking to um, one of, uh, another guild leader just the other day. And I was like, man, I don't think we're ever going to see a time like that again in UO. Just, just how people kind of acted and were because the game was just hyperinflated, you know? <laughs> right, right. But, a false like, a false sense of activity. Yeah, well, like, because, you know, if, if someone, like, killed me in a dungeon, like, I'm pissed, man. I'm like, dude, this, like, it, it normally may have not even pissed me off, you know, post-COVID because, well, who cares? I'm going back, you know, I'm working right, right. with the kids. We're out. But, I'm doing crap, whatever. That, so, wait, real, really quick, really quick. Yeah. On, on the shard you were playing on, the activities that were happening were were they there before covid just just magnified with covid well is that fair to say like was there always pvp and all that kind of stuff like there was always pvp it was just people started losing their minds like they would really get butthurt like you know in a big (laughs) way like like uh, i and i can attest to this because on stream all i would do was pk people and people dude They would lose their freaking minds. Like they would really get mad. Um, you guys didn't have trammel, right? No, because it's just yeah, yeah. Like you know, so uh, you know, maybe cost of doing business. I don't know. You know, I definitely wasn't a saint. I'll tell you that. Because right, right. I would talk some crap on people. It was really funny. But I always like I was you know always joking about it. But um, my point is just it. It really it was a wild time. Like it was such a crazy experience because. Like everyone felt a certain way about the game because that was like a major part of our life and our extension, like outside of the damn world, because the world was basically burning. <laughs> and like, yes, yes, was okay. Escape, you know. <laughs> um, right, but, right. Okay. I, I, I feel like the people on retail have lived in that state for the last probably twenty years. <laughs> like, I, I think that's really yeah. fair to say because my yeah. experience on retail, okay. even yeah. post, post COVID. I, I, I feel is, is like that. Like people are constantly losing their mind, myself included, yeah. myself included. Like, like there's so much drama and, and, and stuff associated with guilds and trammel and fell and the just pain and, and all. Stuff, oh yeah. yeah, man. Like, yeah. like it was, I've never experienced anything like that, obviously until I started this guild and, and, started letting viewers or people who were watching me on stream join the guild because people were coming people were flocking okay wait i don't want to say flocking people were coming to sonoma in 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 droves there was a lot of people our shard went from like nothing to the gold sellers needed to raise their prices because we were we were we were growing so i my whole goal was if i'm going to stream 
and I'm going to scream you woe because it's a low barrier of entry. I want to be like, A, I want to be able to stream as a full-time content creator, which yeah. I learned you really can't do with UO. But I was like, I also want to grow Sonoma. I want to grow this shard into what it should be. Not Atlantic, yeah. not a place where it's just like overpopulated, but a place where Luna doesn't have empty spots. There's no empty castle spot. You know, like a, a shard where yeah. people play, which I did. Right. I accomplished this. Um, but it 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 came at a... Uh, a negative effect on on me as well because I fell into the politics and the drama oh, and uh, all dude, that stuff. You don't have to tell me twice, man. I, I, you know, I'll say this: having a guild, it's like you know buying a boat, man. The best days when you sell that damn thing and it stops costing <laughs> you so much money, right? <laughs> like, oh man, living on the coast, <laughs> I feel that in my soul, dude. Yes. Like, a boat is great, but having a friend that has a boat, that's even better. <laughs> so yes, much better. I, I want to go crabbing, but I am definitely not buying a boat. I'm going to go hop on one of those ones and just go out for the day and call yeah, it. Right. And yeah. I fell in that trap too, man. And and it was just, I finally had a walk. I walked away from, you know, all the, just the guild crap. And it was like this weight lifted off my, because Dude, literally, and I, I think you, you you specifically will understand this, but I mean, during COVID, man, my Discord would be blowing up at all times. All yeah. Time. yeah. I, I'll tell you this specific instance. This guy was crazy, man. So he he, he was in my guild, um, and this dude calls me at like, uh, I think it was like 5 a.m. It was really, it was something outrageous, right? And at that time, like on my phone, like if someone called me in Discord, it would like ring on my phone. Like Discord would kind of ring like a call. Almost yeah, like yeah, that. right. I have mine yeah, set so, up like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, big, I didn't after that. But in any <laughs> case, he like calls and I didn't pick up, but I'm already up. I see his message and he messaged me and he's like, man, I think I'm going to get banned and I need you to hold on my stuff in case I do. Like just this paranoid, crazy story. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, what have I got myself into? Like these people are clinically insane. Like they, <laughs> they're, they've, they've flown off the reservation. Right. And it was just like a lot of those instances where like, I'm on discord. I was a discord warrior. I'm answering DMS. Hey, are we going to hunt tonight? You know, who's doing the team apps? Who's, you know, getting this organized. And, and it was like, after COVID, I was like, dude, I don't have time for this crap anymore. Yep. <laughs> like, yes. It, it's too much, man. It's a twenty-four-seven shop. So even even post-COVID, when I started and got into it, I yeah. I never had the intention of growing it to be like a guild guild. It right. was always just supposed to be this tag for my stream, you know, like yeah. promotion. Epic, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was hey, look at me, look at me. And as as people started joining Sonoma and wanting to join Epic, it started becoming more than that. So, but in my mind, I was like, listen. I've got these people joining. They're devoted. Yeah. Yeah. And and they're going to help. They're going to be, they're going to help me with this guild and they're going to be able to understand that I'm building a community here as well as a guild. So I have other things I need to do as well. Um, gaming wise, streamer wise, things like that. Uh, -uh. no, uh, -uh. that's unfortunately not the case. And I understand why, like I, I, I brought a little bit of life back onto Sonoma. I got these guys invigorated and they're having fun. Right, and then yeah, I just, yeah. I just kind of like, was like, well, I got to go do other stuff too, guys. I can't be here all the time. And that just yeah. kind of started my, 
my downfall um, well, with my guild and stuff. There's still people, man, that clock into this game. They'll go to work, get off at three, four, I, I, kiss their loved one. I don't even know if they do that. No, I don't. They I don't are, think so. <laughs> they, they are right on this game till like eleven o'clock at night, just playing. I'm like. Like, I, I, and it's funny, I told uh, this guy the other day, I said, uh, maybe I told you it, I don't know who I told, I said, I needed, a, like, I need a, an investigation on these people's lifestyles, like, how, how, do, they, how do they live? Like, I really want to know, because it, it's it's mental, like, how can you, like, play that many, it, it's wild, and then it's like, what happens is it, it creates this atmosphere, where it's like, you always have to be playing, you, you gotta be in voice, you gotta be doing something, like, something with you owe like at all times you know i do you, i want to tell you right now i i i learned something very quickly about at least at least for sonoma demographics if you will yeah yeah um most of the people on there are retired they are in their 60s or 70s really okay and yeah there's like i i, really I consider myself uh, old i'm 39 i'll be 40 next month but oh, man, man, that's really here, there's, there, yeah, <laughs> the people who would like even come join from like you know other shards and stuff. Yeah. I only encountered like two people that were under thirty, really? and most of the people were right around my age. Wow. So it would be either a couple young kids, mostly you know forty year olds, and then retired people. That's that's really what the demographic is, and it's it was crazy. And the younger folks, they did not stick around. They they would come, they would try it, and they would spit that stuff out and go. So let me ask you this because this came up in that article that kind of we were talking about uh, John Clark who kind of we we're trying to spitball like you know like population. I mean, I thought OSI has like ten thousand players globally. Is what I thought. Do you think that's a fair number? What do you think? I think OSI has ten thousand subscriptions globally. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't think that there's 10,000 active players. Players, no, I okay, definitely don't. Uh, maybe. Okay, interesting. Yeah, because there's houses in, in, I call it Epic City, but it's it's Zento. It's 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 the main square in, in okay. the uh, Samurai Age of, uh, whatever the Samurai Empire expansion was. Um, yeah. That's where my, that's where like we live. I have two houses there. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a central hub, if you will. Anyways. Um, okay. What were we talking about? I'm so, so whiskey drunk right now. Yeah, population. Right. Okay. Right. So, so there's That's houses in this loop. There's houses in Luna. There's houses in the game in general where you never see the people. You never see them in game. You never see anybody. It's always like but their subscription must be active, right? Yeah. Yeah, because they'll lose their house. They'll lose their 20 years right. of collections if they don't keep that up. So, so okay. it's nostalgia keeping the game alive right now, in my opinion. Okay, so we touched on population. What? Um, let me ask you this too: Have you ever played a free shard before? No, but I have okay. watched a lot of free shard content. Yeah, and what's your? I mean, is there like just a re, like you just haven't had time? You don't want to? You think it's terrible? Like, what's your opinion? <laughs> um, oh, man, I'm embarrassed, high. man. Okay, so honestly, I was I I the the few times that I have like been like I'm gonna go do this, um, I having to change the port and all that stuff. I'm like I don't want to change. I don't want to do this. So I just never did. But yeah, right. I don't like free to play stuff. I, I'm not a fan of free to play. I I don't feel that there's any 
connection or which is probably a good thing but i don't feel that there's like this urge to to progress and do better because it's it's free to play who cares you know but when there's a monthly monthly subscription fee you're like okay i have i'm paying x amount of dollars a month and i need to make sure i get my stuff done and and it's just kind of always how i look at it yeah okay um and so what do you think man like for and i'm talking you know uo as a whole you know in, in 2023 and maybe beyond you know what would what, what would you like to see in terms of like growth in uo do you think it's even possible can you pause for a second and ask me that after i go pee yes awesome i appreciate you i'll be right back yes sir okay i got you we are back live and direct um Okay, the question was, what do you think, you know, and I, I guess uh, I should, you know, say this too. Is it even possible for UO to grow? And, you know, if you think it is possible, what would you think, you know, needs to happen or what would you like to see? Any ideas? Yeah, so, uh, okay. In all honesty, the, the current dev team thinks that there is a possibility for UO to grow. Okay. They tried. They were planning to release a new shard last year. Didn't happen. Now it's scheduled for middle of this year. It's called New Legacy. New Legacy. And I'm very excited yes. about that, by the way. But yeah. Yes. I, I don't like. It sounds like UO mixed with a little bit of like kind of questing stuff with some seasonal resets and things like that. It just. It's kind of a twist on uh, on your current UO charge, is what it sounds like. And, and I like that, by the way. Keep going. Yeah, I really yeah, enjoy yeah. the idea. So, so if it is possible for UO to exist and grow in 2023, it's all riding on new legacy. It's all riding on on this thing that the community right. didn't ask for, but is being done. And and. I'm not saying that in a bad way that the, you know, the community didn't ask for it because the community, we asked for some of the dumbest stuff, you know, um, right. but the devs have taken this path. And honestly, in my, in my opinion, I feel it's a make or break path. Either it's going to get some new eyes on you. Whoa. It's just definitely going to bring in some media coverage. You know, people are going to be talking about it, things like that. But the content itself is either going to be able to support the current style of game player or it's going to be what yeah. sinks the ship. Well, I, I think, uh, and I do agree with you, I think the, the pressure is an all-time high because when I heard about it, man, I was really intrigued because I'll say this, um, and I know there's you know <laughs> perhaps a difference of opinion for people that actually play OSI, but as a free shard player, I always felt OSI was... Um, fair, what I mean by that, the most fair a normal player could experience in terms of, you know, corruption, uh, whatever, right? At least that's how I feel. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But uh, I can tell you on free shards, I mean, it, it, as you know, it's it's a damn wild west. There's no telling what's happening behind the scenes, right? I just don't know. Right, uh, but, right. Um, but when I heard about New Legacy, what really attracted me, I was like, man, I kind of dig the seasonal approach because – Really, and man, <laughs> we gotta get our big boy pants on because a lot of people can't look past certain things. <laughs> a, a, a free shard is a damn seasonal shard because yep. there's no telling when it's gonna come or go, right? Like, 
And I fully realize that and I'm okay with it, but I know that going in that, okay, this could be, the plug could be pulled next week and well, it is what it is, right? So um, I'm okay with it. But when they said seasonal, I'm like, man, that'd be kind of cool to like hop in, you know, hop in for, I don't know, like a month or two, whatever, do my thing. And then, you know, I'm done with it for then. And then let's say the season resets. Maybe I miss a season, you know, fine. I can just hop back in start a new season with everyone and off I go. I really right. like that idea. I feel like. Um, yeah. And I, I think that that, that is very good for, you know, the current style of gameplay people like, yeah. I really do. But if they don't change some things, um, it's, I feel like this is all going to be in just, just kind of a waste of time. Like you play outlands. Do you, do you play outlands? Yeah, is that well, what you you played on? Yes, I currently just okay. So in refresh so house, you you but, played at a higher you played at a higher frame rate than like fourteen FPS. Yes, correct. So I if you want if you want to if you want to play two D UO on retail, you play choppy two D fourteen fifteen frames per second UO. Right. That's what I play because obviously that's the nostalgia I look for. Yeah. When I watch when I watch Outlands streams or videos or whatever. My mind is blown by yeah. a the smoothness of the gameplay, b the ability to expand on what has already been created and make it even better without deviating from the original graphics and the things that you know um, us old players really love. Yeah. Which, by the way, the enhanced version of Ultima Online, most of the people who I talk to who play it play it because they've gotten older. And they can't do the 2D anymore because it lacks yeah. so many things. Well, I'll be honest, man. Uh, this is, you know, uh, straight up with you. I, I have a hard time watching like you or Waffle Stream just because it's 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 so like the FPS is so low. It's, it's gross. difficult to watch. And yeah. Um, and I want to make a very important distinction here, just so uh, you know, you're you may already be aware, but uh, classic UO is not uh, Outlands. Outlast right, right. It's a, it's an, the classic UO client. Yes, um, which is by far the smartest thing that yeah. they've ever done. And from what I'm understanding, you know, is that some people still use classic on on retail as well. I mean, you're not supposed a lot to. of people. There's yeah. plenty of people who use third party, you know, clients or whatever right. like that. Yeah. Me being a streamer and putting my content out there, I'm afraid to. Even though I'd love to use current, uh, you know, classic UO. From what I understand, is just the enhanced client with the 2D skin. Well, yeah, pretty, I mean, dude, that team who's done that for free, right? It's unbelievable. <sighs> yeah, right. for free. Um, right, and I mean, I play on a you know 4K monitor, and dude, it's it's glorious. Like I can't imagine, you know, and and I, well, I'll you know straight up shooting here. I tell you, when new legacy comes out, I'm gonna be on classic. <laughs> I'm gonna load up the classic client and. You know, that's, that's what I'm playing when I play retail. I, I, I am 95% ready to download it myself and just say, screw it. If they ban yeah. me or if I get in trouble for streaming with it, it is what it is. At least the I game will look better. Yeah, I just I don't think so. I mean, I, uh, you know, do they want to lose more paying subscribers? My, my opinion is not. Now, if you were streaming it in like, you know, high-level PvP and you were scripting or doing something nefarious, maybe, right? Right. They would right. look at you, but... I. 
I think you'd be okay, but hey, man, don't die. I want you to do that and get banned next week and say, damn, mustache. I have more than one account. We're good. We're good. I, I, I would do it if it were me, but that's just my opinion. So, okay. Um, sorry, we're getting off track. Now, uh, what is, you know, now we're getting out of COVID times. What's kind of next for Epic Loot uh, Patrick? You know, it's not. Um... Not what you think, honestly. I've yeah. I've really I've really cut back my Ultima Online content creation and gameplay. There, yeah. there, there was just some things, you know, like we talked about that just kind of pushed me away um, from yeah. from the game, being involved in stuff. So, anyways, I've I I started a vlog channel on YouTube called Pacific Northwesting with my okay. wife, um, my wife and my two dogs and I. We, we live at the Oregon coast now. So when you live yeah. in a place that's beautiful, it's like, why not record? So not only do we have the beauty, but we also have this house we're working on that we're recording and, and documenting and stuff. So okay. uh, a lot of, a lot of time has been going into that, but honestly, my biggest move, and I don't know yet if this is a, a regretful move or the right move, but um, I've jumped back into world of Warcraft and okay. yeah. I've decided that, if if I'm gonna make my gaming channel work, if I'm gonna make Epic Loot Gaming Epic Loot Gaming work for what I want it to be, which and I, I hate to say this, but I, I, a lot of people say, you know, oh, I stream for fun, I create content for fun, da 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 da. da. Unfortunately, I'm I'm not I'm not doing it for fun. I want to be yeah. I want to be a full timer. I want right. to be a content creator. You know, so. I've, I, I had to step into something just a little bit bigger, something that I, I was presented with the choice of either joining a free shard or playing a different game. And I felt like my best move was to play a different game, which yeah, no, there was no right. There was no right choice, but yeah. the different game really, really panned out um, to be a good thing because it was World of Warcraft. Um, my brother from another mother again, Kyle, he started playing. My wife, she started playing again, right, and yeah. it's just it's it's been fun. Like I've been rejuvenated. So I am going to make this push to be a WoW content creator for gaming. Um, have the family awesome. vlog, obviously, and just yeah. try to be everything that you know that dreams are made of. But uh, hopefully, not fail. That's that's always the end goal. Not failing. Well, well, man, I didn't come here to feel, man. I'm about to tear up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, that sounds awesome, though. Uh, I, I definitely. Now, are you going to stream UO at all, or what? What's the deal? Oh yeah, yep. I still stream UO every Sunday. Um, I'm okay. still. I'm. I. I actually just joined. Um, on retail, they have this thing that's the governor's council, yeah. where all the main cities have a governor. And we had two cities this time around that didn't have any governors be elected. And I was like, holy crap, I want to try this. It's just really all role-playing is what it is. Right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But you, you work side-by-side side with the EM, and you know you can, you can have little events, and they can kind of do whatever. But it's, it's something new. So obviously, I stream that on the Sundays that that happens. And okay. every Sunday is an EM event, usually. So I stream that as well. Awesome. Um, okay. So yeah, I, so I, it's not like I am. You're going to offer that fix for the audience. Oh, to, uh, 100%. I don't want to ever not play Ultima Online. Right, I just yeah. need to also be thinking about what it's going to take to you know, promote growth and reach the unobtainable dream that I have. Awesome. Okay, now that makes sense yeah. to me. Now, yeah. 
since we kind of segued into other games, um, kind of coming full circle here, because uh, this isn't a UO specific question, but you know we're talking about full loot MMOs. Um, Ooh. Ooh. You know, what is your take on full loot MMOs in 2023 and beyond? Now I'm gonna get it started a little bit um, okay. with we had in uh, 2022 um, Mortal Online 2, right? That release, which was full loot, that was uh, supposed to be a UO, I wouldn't say killer, but damn near close to it. Um, that kind of fell flat, um, you know, okay. for the initial inception. But um, the only other game in this space that I can think of that has had, uh, I would say, big success is Albion, right? Online, right. which uh, there's full loot zones, to be very specific. Um, it's not just full loot everywhere, but what is your kind of take and, and what do you think about, you know, full loot MMOs? Is, is it possible or no? Um, it's possible under circumstances. Okay. Um, the way you Ultima Online Retail currently does it, obviously, leads to uh, bigger issues. However, with New Legacy and this whole seasonal thing, mm-hmm. that definitely plays to the player's advantage because... You're not going to lose something that you farmed a full, you know, 25 years for. You you can't right. you can't lose something that has super permanency when you know the server is going to reset in a few months. Exactly. Um, so with stuff like that, I think that that's definitely a possibility for a full loot MMO to exist and thrive. Look at games like you know Rust or Lost Ark or whatever it is, Ark or whatever you know things like yeah. that. Like right. those are essentially server reset style games. You build houses, you loot, you fight, you farm, you do whatever, but you know that you're going to get reset. Right. No, 100%. That re- yeah, that reset allows you to not be super invested into, you know, that all those pixels. So that's and actually I a think very good it. point because you kind of introduced the reset mechanic. It seems like if we qualify it with re- a reset mechanic of some sort it seems like people are more receptive to losing all their crap um, right right because yeah, of permanent that that's the problem you know like right. look at world of warcraft or any other game when you die you don't lose anything you lose well, nothing it was like in uh i'm gonna dog out mortal online real quick and i'm okay with that because you know this is kind of my podcast say what i want kind of thing but <laughs> so, um, like I, I remember like trying to play it and I, you know, I was playing it. I'm like, okay, I'm kind of getting into it. But then it was like, Oh, let's go to a dungeon and we have to ride by horseback for like an hour across the freaking land. Oh, then, what? Yeah. And then it was like, Oh, by the way, you know, you get in the dungeon, you kill the thing, you get all your loot. When you come out, well, you could just be slaughtered, you know, and then your horse is done. You're dead. And then you have to like run another hour back to the city. I was like, dude, no, <laughs> No, I can't do it. Like, that's crazy. Nope. Uh, so, that's... A, a, kid gamers don't want to play games like that. They're playing games right. like Fortnite, Warzone, you know, things yeah. that are a little more quicker and aggressive. Um, us old school gamers who do play games like that, we don't want to deal with that crap. No, we don't want to, you know, yeah. do our adult crap and then come have to deal with uh, trolls. It's just, yeah. it is what it and is. The the only game um, that's on the horizon for me is Ashes of Creation that I'm very excited for that I, I think I will definitely give a shot uh, at seriously playing whenever it, it's probably still probably two years off I don't know but is there um, player housing? 
I, I believe there is because there's like territories you control and then you build. Like is, it, is it instanced? No. Right there. Um, so that is what is that uh, is no. what I love. Non-instanced yeah. player housing. That that's as far as I know. I don't know. See, I don't know all the details because it's still you know they had they actually had an alpha or whatever like they they showed like it's not vaporware yet <laughs> it's it, there is a playable you know thing of this <laughs> um but uh i'm i'm at you know I'm, of course i'm apprehensive i'm not like putting you know i didn't invest ten thousand dollars in the kickstarter and i'm you know like, right you know, right right financially you know no i mean I'm, I'm hoping it comes out and it's decent seems like it will be but you know we'll see um okay i want to move to some of the fun questions um, sure. for you so uh, uh first of all are you on iphone or android i'm an android boy um sorry i hear that but uh, okay <laughs> my second question um what games do you have installed on your phone oh pokemon go really wow how long yep. have you played that since it came out real wow so you're like hook line and saying Wh- you're in wife and i wife and i have gone to go fest in chicago we when we used to live in Idaho, we drove all the way to a town in Oregon that was, I think, about eight hours away, 12 hours away from us to catch a specific Pokemon. Also to enjoy wow. a little, you know, two-day vacation, but we came yeah. for the Lunatone. We wanted the Lunatone. Um, wow. So, yeah, Pokemon Go is the only game on my phone. I used to have that Magic the Gathering Arena on there. Um, okay, yeah. But I never played it, so I was like, yeah. And then before Pokemon Go, though, I was a Hearthstone guy. Yeah, I, I really like uh, that. It is funny. I, you know, man, I was the same way, man. I couldn't get into the Magic the Gathering online like the – I don't know. I, I, it's because they gave us physical it. cards to touch. Yeah. They gave <laughs> us the cards already. They messed up. Like we're never going to take the digital stuff serious. Right. That's what I thought too because I'm like, wait a minute. Now i got to buy in thousands of dollars to build my yep. virtual it, decks. I'm like, no. No. You can go to your local game store and get a free code card that will give you like five decks or ten decks from every expansion. Oh, when I learned really? when I learned that, I was like, I'm not even gonna play this game. This is just yeah. Stupid. Like, I'm just gonna keep buying packs. I know. I remember like logging in and it's like, okay, here's your initial, you know, crap cards, and then oh, but you can buy all that. I'm like, no, dude, I'm not investing yeah. five hundred dollars in some virtual, you know, no. I, I don't know, but yeah, I think you're right that they did ruin it. However, I would like to see a virtual Pogs game. That would be mm. badass. And then there's Dude. like a mechanic where you know the Pog flips over, and it could be a random. Th- oh, man, don't get me. You sad, still, do you still have your Pogs? No, I wish I did. I don't know what Same. happened to them, man. I have Same. No idea. I feel like my mom burned them or something because that's how into them I was that it was well, like they were like freaking paper mache plastic. You know, like they were so crappy. Did you? Yeah, but slammers. When when I got my first, I literally had a diamond. You know, like that diamond plate that you yeah. used in like the oh, truck wow. of a bed. Dude, I had this slammer that was like a half inch thick diamond plate. And I was like, I am a God now in pog. Like you're not, yeah. no one's stopping me. And it was beastie, but I was more into the slammers and the pogs anyways. I remember at camp, one kid scammed me for my slammer and I was pissed. Cause he was like, Oh, if I win, I get to take your slammer. And I didn't know <laughs> that that was, you know, not the case. So yeah, I got scammed. I'm still butthurt over that. I don't even remember the slammer, but screw him anyway. <laughs> No, I I got scammed out of a Michael Jordan White Sox rookie card when I was a kid. I get it. I get it. Oh my gosh, dude! I man, I wish I never would have sold my Pokemon cards. I sold them at the like, well, 
clearly bottom of the barrel era. I sold them for like $20 on eBay because they were worth oh, oh, like no. nothing back then. Because I don't know if you remember, they fell off like hard. Yeah, yeah. Like Jake Paul would have given you like a hundred grand for those. I bet. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I kicked myself cause I had probably some good ones, but you know, in any case, okay. We talked about that. Um, what else was I going to, Oh yeah. So, uh, any good TV shows that you've watched recently? I only watch Bob's burgers and workaholics. Really? Interesting. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and during football season, I'll catch a football game here or there. Okay. Um, and same with, you know, basketball, usually playoffs, you know, the finals and stuff. Yeah. I, I really pay attention to basketball, but, um, I hate the news. I hate most of the stuff on TV. So I watch Bob's burgers and workaholics on <laughs> my funny. mobile device. Yep. It's, it's kind of weird, but that's just how I, uh, that's how I live. Okay. And then, um, you know, let's say I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm in the car, you know, turn on the car, about to head out. I turn on your radio, man. What's coming on the radio? Oh man, uh, we probably got Chris Webby ADHD playing. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it it. Let's see here. It could be some atmosphere. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with atmosphere. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. He he's a he's a he's a hip hop artist from uh, from uh, up north in in America somewhere up by the Great Lakes. I forget where. Okay. Minneapolis. Yeah, I've been listening to him since I was a young man. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. But I will be honest with you. My playlist could give you anything from country to classical to rap to hip hop. There's nothing I don't listen to, even if it's in a language I don't understand. Yeah, well, I'm I'm the same way. I think it's good song, bad song. I don't really, yep. you know. For people it. who tell you, like, when you share a song on social media and someone's like, oh, that's not X genre or whatever, uh, uh dude. It's music. Just chill out, okay? Yeah, Don't overthink I know. It. I was like, I'm old enough. I'm grown where if I want to listen to whatever it is, I'm listening to it. You know, and I remember, gosh, I think right? it, was my, it was my son the other day. He's like, oh, you listened. He, like, he's like, you listen to rap? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, you know, there's cuss words and bad stuff in there. <laughs> and I looked at him. I said, yeah, I understand. But I said, when I was growing up, it was a little bit different. <laughs> uh, and he's like, oh, okay. But it was just interesting. He was just so taken aback, right? Because I don't, I mean, listen to, you know, you know, I would say my ignorant playlist, you know, on them. It's, right, right. It's totally ignorant. I love it. Some of the stuff I listen to, right, is just, you know, that's what we kind of grew yeah. up with for some of it. You know, my my number one played song on Spotify is Kill Shot by Eminem. Like, is Eminem. <laughs> yeah. I, I grew up on Eminem. Yeah, I'm always going to listen to Eminem. And Kill Shot is by far his best song ever. Yeah. No, no, hundred percent for sure. Uh, have you ever gotten to vinyl uh, records at all? Or no, no. So vinyl obviously was when I when I was you know a young man. It was it was the tapes. Vinyl yeah, was something yeah. a little before my time, so I never got into vinyl. And then when vinyl kind of became something people were getting into, yeah, I was like, oh, dude, uh, why don't you just go take your typewriter to the park and listen <laughs> to your vinyl record? You know, that's right. how I felt about it. So yeah, I just never yeah, got yeah. into it. Well, my buddy kind of got into vinyl and i remember i went over his house and uh and, and i was and he's kind of an audio freak right and i was like oh i was like cool let me ask him about it and just kind of like you want to show me and i was like dude this is the most asinine piece of technology i've ever seen in my life i'm like you have to sit here put this you know vinyl record on this you know thing it spins and then you gotta take this needle which oh by the way if you like move it the wrong way it's gonna bust off and break which that thing's like a hundred bucks for a good like uh you know th and then you got to put it on it just right i'm like no no 
<laughs> nope, not interested. This is dumb. And and I'm, he's like, well, this machine's like, you know, three hundred bucks, and then the vinyl records are like twenty dollars each. I'm like, nope, Jesus, I'm out. No, pass. <laughs> yep, hard pass. I'm like, I'm like, I have Apple Music. I paid ten bucks a month. I get every song I want. That's it. I, Listen, I we grew up it. with Napster. Okay, we yeah. listened to some of the crappiest quality songs ever. Oh, like it, it. Yeah, like it. Vinyl. I don't know. Vinyl to me was, is just like I downloaded the pork file off Napster. That's what it sounds like. I remember when I got DSL and, and I was down in the South. So it was like Bell South DSL. It was, it was this blue, like it looked like a damn manta ray modem. It was really cool looking. And I remember getting DSL. And man, I got on Napster and I remember t- my mom didn't care. I remember telling her, I said, Mom, I'm downloading illegal music right now and it is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and then yeah. and then uh, Lars Ulrich just wrecked it for all of us. Well, and then I remember Bear Share. Oh, <laughs> LimeWire. Are you Lime familiar Wire. with that, dude? That yep. thing had so many viruses. It would be like, dude, do you know like, how many Lincoln down- Park songs <laughs> I tried to download that were just viruses? <laughs> yeah. It was ridiculous. It was, it was like dot, you know. MP3 and then like a thousand spaces.exe. <laughs> yeah. You know, the word, the worst part was this. I feel like a lot of the songs I got off Livewire specifically yeah. always had that like extra DJ in there who's always like, <laughs> oh, listening to the big jams. Then you come back in, live, 1999. Right. You know, it's like, dude, just let me listen to the music I stole. Well, it was like someone like listening through a boombox, recording it on a you know crappy box, <laughs> yes. you know. And you're like, how did this even get recorded to it? Like the level of effort to get this on literally fifth grade cassette tapes recording <laughs> yeah. off the freaking radio for your your Valentine. Yep, I know right. exactly what that sounds like. Uh, all right, man. So, uh, where can people first of all, where can they buy dice from you? Let me ask you that. Sure, sure. So. To get dice, um, you're going to go to Epic Loot, and Loot is spelled L-U-T-E, like the instrument. Okay. So EpicLoot.com, and that's actually where I sell my dice, all you know, my tabletop, tabletop gaming stuff, and my stream merch. Got it. Okay. And then where can people uh, watch your live stream or any of that kind of content? Sure. So um, all my gaming content is going to be either on Twitch or YouTube. And it's under the username Epic Loot Gaming, spelt just like the website L-U-T-E. Uh, that's where you're going to find my World of Warcraft, my Ultima Online, and sometimes some Overwatch stuff. And okay. um, the vlog channel that has my beautiful wife, as well as my two beautiful dogs, um, that's Pacific yeah. Northwesting, and that is only on YouTube. We don't do any live streams or anything there. Got it. Okay. Well, man, I... Yeah, I really appreciate you sitting down with me. Uh, this was a great chat. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. You know, um, before we started, I had that Will Ferrell, like, Anchorman vibe where I was like, I don't know what to do with my hands or whatever movie that was. He, he <laughs> yeah, said that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's literally how I felt. I was like, I, I don't know what to do with my hands. And I'm like, I'm not even on stream. I was like, I can right. sit here naked. And, and, yes. and so whatever, I got over it. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been great. I appreciate you having me on.